Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beauty. Just before you get into this episode, I have a really important announcement. It's Kate Harlow here, the Expanded Love five-day masterclass that I've been telling you about. If you've been listening to the last few episodes, has been postponed. So I wanted to let you know here, it is June 27th through July 1st. So you can still register if you haven't already. The link is below um, this episode and Expanded Love Masterclass. It is June 27th to July 1st. I'm going to be going live inside of a private Facebook group every morning at 8 a.m. Pacific till 9. And you can watch the replays later in the day. The videos will be available for a week. And I'll be teaching in depth about each saboteur archetype so you know what to look out for why how she's sabotaging your life and how to start how to start actively making new choices so that your saboteur is no longer sabotaging your love life so i would love to see you there link is below for more details tell all your friends and again june 27th to july 1st is the new date and i will see you then much love Hello, beautiful. Welcome to episode 129 of the New Truth Podcast. How to get asked out in real life, not virtual life, but real in-person human flesh form. <laughs> out in the wild. Out in the wild. Asked out in the wild, not on the app. Even in your own city where there's no good men. <laughs> <laughs> Where all the good ones are taken. <laughs> See other episodes to address that. <laughs> you know, like one of those little like like computer things. Like, please see the back of the plane. <laughs> we knew we had to talk about this because both of us, this feels like what women are asking us all of the time. And if you have been listening you, if you are on the apps, you know, I love the apps. Go see our episodes on how to stop hating the apps because we've got <laughs> plenty. And there really is an art and a magic about being asked out in real life. And we are going to teach you about that today. It isn't that some women are luckier than let's, let's bust a few myths for a second. This isn't about some women are luckier than you. This isn't actually about what you look like either. We're going to really name that is not about what you look like. The secret is actually about energy and how you're carrying yourself. And any woman can learn how to do that. That's the best news about relationship work. No yes. one's unlucky. No one's doomed to be single for fucking ever. No one's doomed to keep repeating patterns. You have choice. There are things that you can do. That's the best news of all. 
Yes, it's all energy. And even beauty is energy. Like when you are energetically aligned with all of who you are and you're feeling good inside of yourself and your your energy is open, your energy field is open, even though we think like so many people think energy is not real, but it's like when your energy is open, you're a magnet to everything, even like watch it. I, I used to use the example of like when when you fall in when women fall in love and they're actually like often high on the fantasy and the endorphins and the chem, all the chemicals, like watch how the world responds to you. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, like pu- more puppies come up to you and children, and because your energy is so open, even if it's fantasy driven, your energy is more open. And also, when people travel. I always hear my clients say like, when I travel, like when I travel, when I get off a plane, you know, men are so much more forward when I go to New York or when I go to Australia or whatever, but it's not actually the place that you're in. I mean, yes, every place has its own kind of vibe and way that people show up and there's the cultural, cultural influence, but it's also your energy because when you're not home in your bubble, in your day-to-day, in your routine, in your, you know, go to the same place, see the same people. So like when you're in that energetic frequency of same and you're not actually present and home in your body and your heart's not open, you're not connect, truly connecting with people because you're walking through the world four steps ahead of where you are, 10 steps ahead of where you are, thinking about your to-do list, thinking about the meeting you have to be in, thinking about what you're going to do next week. You know, we're not actually present when we're home. And when people travel, there's a different frequency. All of a sudden it's, wow, your eyes are open to the wonder and the awe of the experience. Like when you're little and when you're in that energetic frequency, your heart is open and you're going to be more present to other people and other people are going to be more receptive to your energy. So if you can have that experience when you travel and you can have that experience when you're in love, you can have that experience anytime when you learn how to shift your energy and how to get more plugged in and connected to yourself and your heart. And that's the work. What's, what's one way that you would say someone can do that? Well, I say the first thing is um, you have to be connected with yourself before connecting with other people. So practices when you like start the day with plugging into yourself, rituals in the morning are everything, everything, everything. Like every morning I have cacao. I'm obsessed with cacao right now. I'm currently having a cacao that's from Mexico that we just got shipped to, to Greece. Um, and it's so good, but real ceremonial grade cacao that it, it's a heart opener and it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful, soft way to start mm-hmm. the day. It actually physiologically opens your heart. So that's a great <laughs> tool right there. And when I have cacao, I kind of build my rituals around that so that I meditate or I dance or I sing or I do something to connect or a journal and I do something to plug into myself first. And that's a non-negotiable for me. And it takes time to build a habit of doing Doing that. And I say like the feminine way is it feminine is fluid, right? It's not rigid. So often people resist um, ritual because they make it rigid and we have too much structure and rigidity and routine. So we're often rebelling against that. So it like creating flow where you check in with, okay, what would feel like a fun ritual for me today? Maybe it's starting the day with a bubble bath. Maybe it's starting the day mm-hmm. with a nature walk. Maybe it's, but plugging into yourself first 
And then when you're out in the world, practice flirting with everyone. We've done an episode on this, but practice actually connecting. When I say flirting, I don't mean like hitting on, I mean, connect, being present with the person who's serving you coffee at the coffee shop, be present with, you know, if you go to a grocery store, if you go to the office, like actually look in people's eyes, get curious about them, stay connected to yourself and your body, but like build that like curiosity and that, that what sense of wonder where you are and start to have that playful, those playful interactions with people, because the more you get used to just being in that frequency, the more you'll be in that frequency and people will be drawn to it. Like they're drawn to puppies and kids. Perfect. Perfect. Cause the first thing I was going to say is that beyond just being connected to yourself, you have to take responsibility for your well-being. And most women are saying, I'll feel better when I have a boyfriend. I'll feel better when I make a certain amount of money. I feel better when I weigh a certain amount rather than your happiness and well-being is your responsibility. And I I know I've said this before. Every Andrew's the only partner I have that I met online. Every other partner I had, I met in real life. Met one boyfriend at the gym, one boyfriend at a concert, one boyfriend at a party, and another another boyfriend at was it was a like gathering of people. So I guess a part another party, um, but it was like a daytime just like friend hangout, and came, everybody came up to me. Yes, everybody came up to me, and so this first thing of how many women are stressed out overworked, you're not doing anything for yourself. Then you sign on to a dating app and you feel, and you feel pissed about the dating app because no one's messaging you rather than how are waking up in the morning? Me too. My morning ritual is everything. And it also is about protecting my energy, right? So it's not only connecting to myself. We live in a world that is, has so many distractions, right? I'm sorry. There is no way you're going to feel good about yourself waking up in the morning and strolling scrolling, not strolling, strolling, might be good. <laughs> scrolling, scrolling down Facebook and Instagram. You won't, no. you cannot feel good about yourself waking up in the morning and getting plugged into everybody else's life. Yeah. That like, you're, no, you're, that's you're, the you're first thing. You yourself to everyone and your saboteur right. will beat you up and tell you like everyone else has something that you don't, even though most of the people's lives on Instagram are fake. fake. Yes. <laughs> or, and, and only seeing the highlight reel. So I want to bring that in too, about not just connecting with yourself, but deciding that I'm going to actually protect my energy because yeah. that's what boundaries are. Yeah. And if you're your mindset influences your energy. So let's do the next piece of what actually influences your energy. If you are if your negative self-talk is so bad, or you're constantly talking about how you never get asked out in real life, or how there are no good men in your city, or how you know things never work out for you around dating, you're gonna struggle. <laughs> and if your heart is still carrying past hurt, if you're still angry, if you haven't actually done healing work, a lot of what I keep thinking about with dating advice is a lot of behavior change. Like it's like five text messages to send, you know, like just do, do this. And then you're whatever. And if you're disconnected from yourself, you're just going to now still be a puppet with yeah, whatever, like, totally. like you, you can, you know, I, you can go through the motions of doing like self-care practices and not be connected. hundred percent. Right? Yes. And yes, so yes. then I love that what you said too, cause this was going to be my number one suggestion is 
do not go out into your life saying I'm, I'm going to be approached by men. Go out into your life saying, I'm going to live the practice of connection and opening my heart because you do have to build, like it's a nervous system practice of saying hello to people. I mean, God, what is our freaking world right now? One, we're coming out of unbelievable isolation, which is so fucked. So many people are still recovering from that, that it makes anyone's day to have eye contact or someone laugh or to say thank you when you're getting your coffee or at the restaurant, you know? And remember, I think you have to think that people are endlessly interesting yeah. Too. Like, I think that's, I think that's totally just what's special about you and I, like I loved dating because I loved learning about people. Right. And you can only be in that place. You know, I just posted last week, the difference between self-consciousness and self-confidence. You can't be both. If you're self-conscious, your attention is on yourself. Am I good enough? Do I look okay? Is this person, you know, let this person like me? Am I saying the right thing? Confidence is your attention is in yourself. And that's what happens when you take responsibility for your well-being so how to get asked out in real life starts with not trying to get asked out in real life how about that Yeah, (laughs) you're not trying to do it what you're doing is you do it for you you open your heart for you because it's a much better way to live you open your heart for the for the benefit of everyone around you yeah, I was just get, um, supporting my my new British friend um, with some dating stuff, and she said to, she told me this morning. She's like, my favorite thing that you've said to me for that for whatever reason really stuck. And she's a very powerful, very successful woman. She said, "Is keep your heart open." And she's like, I don't know why, but it's helping so much just this idea of keeping my heart open. So we talked about that this morning, and it's like this idea of keeping your heart open. So what I want to speak to is you know, all the women who don't like connecting and being friendly because they don't want the wrong people to ask them out, or they don't want Mm. unattractive people they're not attracted to, to ask them out or to give the wrong idea, but you're not responsible for anyone else's experience. You being someone with your heart open, walking through the world is not, does not mean that you're hitting on people. And, you know, this used to be me. So two things have to be in place. Your heart has to be open and you have to be able to say no, right? Be able to speak your truth, stand with and for yourself. So if you don't have both of those, so when my heart was wide open, yeah, people misinterpreted my friendliness and my sweetness, my connectedness, because that's my nature for like me being interested in them. So I had lots of sticky situations where I didn't know how to say no. And I ended up like, becoming friends with people that didn't feel good to be friends with or going on dates with people that I didn't feel good to be around because I was such a pleaser. And then there's the the women on the opposite side whose hearts are shut down, but they're really good at saying no. And so it's that healthy place in the middle where you, your heart is open, but you can, you know, when someone asks you out, you can say, and I know I've shared this on an episode before, you can say, you know, hey, John, this is a guy in the elevator once. Thank you so much for, for asking me. I'm so flattered that you asked me out for coffee. Um, it's a no for me. Like going on a date is a no for me, but I would love to keep having chats in the elevator. I think you're a great guy or whatever. Something that's nice, lubricated on both ends, authentic to you, not, not a lie. If I don't want to ever talk to him in the elevator again, I wouldn't have said that. But I would, would have just said, thank you so much. I'm flattered. It's a no for me, right? Just end there it's a no for me. I mean, that is an absolute, for most women, life-changing line (laughs) because most women don't know how to say no. And we've been, we've been taught 
we've been programmed on such a deep level, deep subconscious level that we're responsible for other people's experience. You're not. And it's actually much kinder and more loving to say no, to say, hey, thanks for meeting me for coffee. It's just a no for me, but I really wish you all the best. And I'm so grateful that you just bought me this coffee or whatever. Like you actually saying no. When I was dating, like guys love that. I had so many guys say to me, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for just telling me how you feel instead of being like, oh, I'm like pretending to like you because I feel bad because I don't want you to feel bad about yourself. It's like, it's not mean to say no. It's actually loving to both of you. And it clears it up and then there's no confusion and there's no open loopholes. So, you know, when you're practicing connection and, and yes, like let, like your life will get richer and fuller, the more connected you are starting with yourself, right? But when you're connected to yourself and you slow down and you're able to actually take in the world when you're moving through it, which makes life so much more enjoyable, not only are you going to get asked out, you're also going to make beautiful friendships randomly. Like I can't tell you how many friends I've made on airplanes or like in coffee shops here in Greece. That's how I'm building community is just meeting people in random places. Right. Some are online. Some are like my best girlfriend here besides Maria, who I moved here for uh, or with, <laughs> I don't know, not with. Anyways, my friend that was here before, um, she, uh, my new, my new friend, Ali, I met through Facebook, like a Facebook group of expats in Athens. And, and so it's like, let yourself, you know, I, like, I love that you spoke to the online. Cause I imagine a lot of women listening to this episode will be the ones who are like, I hate online dating. Like, let yourself be open to everything, you know, let go of the result of trying to find a partner. Let go of the, you can hold the desire of partnership, but let go of the result of like dating or, or walking out in the world, trying to find someone, let go of that, be in the experience and let everything unfold. I'm dating someone. It's going incredibly well right now. Like, wow, it's blowing my mind on so, and my body and heart on so many levels. And I met this person on Bumble and like, and then I deleted Bumble the next day not knowing that he and I were going to connect. And then we, and then we moved to WhatsApp and then I got bit in the face by a dog and we built a relation or like an emotional connection through just him being a supportive friend to me for a few weeks. And, and it just organically unfolded. And I had deleted Bumble, like how I was doing Bumble is I would, I would, whenever I felt the call to be on there and just meet a few people, I'd add it. Then I delete it as soon as I felt like, okay, that's enough. I have too many people, not because I was resistant to it, but because I was like, okay, that's enough. And I would delete it for a little while and just chat with a couple people that I was chatting with. So like when you let go of the result and you just let yourself be open to any experience and you, I mean, before, before Jeff and I broke up, I said that I would never online date. Like I was certain I was like, I'm an extrovert. I meet people in person, which is true because my heart's open and I walk through the world like that. But when I got to Greece, I was like, actually, I'm, I am open to having that experience here and to learning and to deepening, you know, my experiences even for the podcast and to be able to relate more with my clients. And, and so I'm so grateful I did because it's like, I wasn't on there to find like the women that are on there as a full-time job trying to find a partner. Well, that's energetic. That's messing with the energy coming back to energy. And then the women who are out there, like wanting to find them only in person and that they're, you know, out at, I mean, here, if you're in Greece, you can absolutely meet people in person because everybody goes at night to coffee shops and wine bars. And it's just like the streets are packed all night, every night. It's wild. It's so beautiful. There's just, it's all about connection here. 
But if you're going to meet someone, it's going to mess with the frequency of you just being in the experience and you just allowing yourself to connect from that place of non-attachment. And that's, and it, it, it always happens. I know this was true for you and Andrew. It always happens when you least expect it to happen, when you're actually just having a good time. And most people are not having a good time exactly. in their lives. You're repelling it. <laughs> and if you are waiting for someone else to make you happy, you know, there's so many things you just said. I, I really want to acknowledge the good girl programming. And I know that this is deep, deep, deep work because pretty much every client I've had for 10 years says something along the lines of like, well, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like, I don't want to be mean. Like, that's not your childhood shit. That's good girl, patriarchal programming. You are not responsible for someone else's feelings or someone else's experience. You are not here as a woman to make sure that men are fucking comfortable in their lives. They don't get their feelings hurt. And you have to really work at that, right? It, it takes effort and intention to break free from people pleasing because it is such a survival um, component in, in your physiology. And so being able to start, this is why talking to people in real life, you're building your tolerance for intimacy, right? And when you say no to, to going out with someone, you're building your tolerance for handling someone else's upset or disappointment, because that's what it's about. It's about you not wanting to feel whatever happens inside of you when someone else is upset, right? And controlling their perception of you. See me as a good girl, rather than see me as a whole confident wild woman that you are. And so that was so powerful that you brought that up. And, you know, I, again, if your heart, like we can say open your heart, but let's talk about for a second, what actually keeps your heart from opening self-hatred okay. keeps your heart from opening not being connected to yourself keeps your heart from opening, being full of resentment and hatred toward men and, and past heartbreak that you haven't dealt with keeps your heart from opening, not doing your childhood work keeps your heart from opening, being busy all the time and having no space for yourself in your life keeps your heart from opening and being an overgiver or an overfunctioner keeps your heart from opening. So you can say to yourself, I'm going to open my heart. We have to clean up all of that stuff in order for your heart to be open because it takes courage to ask someone out in real life. How about that? But of course, we're just too busy to snap men down or like be pissed that we're getting us out by someone we're not interested in rather than that person took a risk. And there you are not being vulnerable. What is an open heart? An open heart is a vulnerable heart. An open heart is a heart that can say, this is my truth. And guess what? I honor what's happening for you too. An open heart is an empathetic heart. So just because someone's not in a line match, you getting pissed about being asked out by people that are not matches for you is actually about judging their vulnerability. And then you being upset that you're not getting what you want. That's codependency, yeah. right? And, and resentment and reactivity. So first see anyone asking you out as an act of vulnerability. It takes courage because guess what? That person is being willing to be rejected, but you're not. And that's why you're upset. So in order to get asked out in real life, you have to actually release the fear of rejection. That is the magic. And we have an episode on that. <laughs> so when little, little things, and I, I do want to say, because this matters, right? There are people don't want to be rejected, right? So if you're out in the world 
and you want to be asked out, you have to give the green light that you are safe to be approached. And how you do that is by actually making eye contact with people. How you do that is turning your body. I'll never forget several years ago going, I did a like practice date with one of my clients. And I was like, just sit at the table with me. Like as if you're, you know, on a date. And it was unbelievable because it was all subtle. I literally just coached her on body language and she didn't even realize how closed she had actually been sitting just with me, like imagining being on a date, her legs were crossed, her shoulders were down. She was actually turned away from Mm -hmm. me and turned away from the table. And so body language is a whole other thing too. Not only eye contact, turning towards people, essentially it's saying, if you approach me, I'm not going to reject you like that. That's what you're saying. Like, yes, come talk to me. And then why it's so important to know how to say no is because you actually need, all women need this to know how to turn on and off. It's okay. If you're having a a rough day and you don't want to talk. I do this. (laughs) If I'm just like running to the grocery store for a second, I'm not interested in having long conversations with people. I just, I can energetically close, but that's my choice because then I can energetically open. If you're not flexing those muscles, because again, I I do want to acknowledge that there are unsafe and toxic men in the world, right? And it isn't about loving all men who cat call you and are shitty and gross, you know, when you're out in public. However, if you're afraid of them or that you're so in the, I don't want that to happen to me that you've totally shut down you've lost your sense of agency and power. So you do need to know how to make that choice of I, I'm going out and I'm opening now or I'm going out and I'm going to stay closed. And I think that's the muscle that women are missing around being approachable. And again, if there is no space in your life for you, if it's, you know, go, go, go all day long, it doesn't, you can't fake it. Like, like you can't pretend to be open. You know, it's not going to be, Oh, the podcast said like, do these things like embodiment and integration. Like it has to come from inside. And that's why the healing work is so powerful. It's what's happening in all of our courses. You know, we're doing, it's the inner transformation. It's not just, Oh, do these behaviors. Um, And that's the main thing about getting approached in real life. And I do have to say, you are allowed to ask men out. Mm-hmm. If I do a whole episode on this, you are allowed to approach first. That doesn't make you fucking masculine. That actually is the first invitation of flirting and saying, I won't reject you. And guess what? If you are deeply afraid of rejection, your heart is going to stay closed. And you already know this. If you've listened to our episode, go back and listen to it. You can't be afraid of rejection when you're not rejecting yourself. Fear of rejection is only I'm judging myself. I'm rejecting myself. I'm putting my self-worth in the hands of someone else. You were allowed to, I actually do think I went to talk to my college boyfriend, my college boyfriend I met at the concert. I went up to them first Mm. because they had all rented. um, Like they clearly arrived in like one of those huge coach, like there was like 40 of them (laughs) and I was with like two other people and I just walked up to them and I was like, this look, I literally, I do, I did, this is what I did. I walked up to him and I just said, this looks like fun. Look at all of you, 40 of you came to the concert. Where are you from? Right? Like I wasn't trying to flirt with him. I wasn't planning on finding a boyfriend. It just was, wow, this looks like fun. Right. When you're having the time of your life, 
But again, if you're angry about being single, if you're angry that you're never getting what you want, if you're angry that your life isn't happening as fast as you want and you're all attached to a timeline or how things are supposed to look, you can't open your heart. Then you're closed. You're closed. Yeah. It's like, are you, are you in the moment? If you're in the moment, like that experience with that, you saying that that's you being and playing with and connecting with the actual moment of what it, what's occurring. And I love that you brought up all the things that block us from having our hearts open. Like I was thinking about how many, not just women, but you know, I, and I know there's men that listen to our podcast too, but especially women, because women love to talk and love to gossip and love to complain and get together with their friends and like complain about how there's no good men or no good, whatever. There's a lot of um, victim mentality amongst women and, uh, and, and, you know, amongst everyone. Um, and so when you are, when you have that complainy victim mentality, you are not, I mean, you're missing life, you're wasting your energy and you're not open. Like you are absolutely not open. So I was thinking one of the, one of the secret, um, antidotes, which Abraham Hicks talks about all the time is the energetic frequency of appreciation. Like, because right now in your life, there are so many things that are going well. And there are so many things that are, you know, better than you could imagine, you know, maybe five years ago, you couldn't have imagined you being in this job or being living where you're living or being like, there's something for you to be appreciative of every day or, or to have, you know, food or to have whatever the thing is. Um, and the frequency of appreciation, not, not, you know, pretending, when you feel shitty to just being like, oh, well, I'm grateful that I have a house or a roof over my head, not putting icing on poo. Like you have to actually feel the frequency and the energy of, that's why I love the word appreciation. It's a frequency. There's an energy to it. And, you know, if you're feeling shitty, you got to feel those feelings first in order to get access the appreciation underneath, which is why what we teach is so important. And in actually working with a coach or working in programs that help you heal all the deeper pain inside so that you can get the frequency as a, like when you're just trying to get it mentally, it's not, it's not the same thing, but being in the energy of feeling appreciative, like I'm. I've done so much. And a part of that is honoring your truth. Like I just think of how much appreciation I feel in my life right now, living in Athens, just got a temporary visa as my visa goes through and I'm building community here. And I have an apartment for a year that I love and I'm dating this amazing man. And there's all this energy right now. And it doesn't mean I haven't had hard times. Like I'm, I'm, when I have hard times, I face them and I cry and I get support and I have my coaches and healers and I have my, my best friends and I, and I move through what comes up and I tend to my own heart and I love myself through what's going on. And then I come back to feeling good. So it's like that radical responsibility gets you into the energy of appreciation. And then the rest of the time, I feel this deep appreciation. I walk to Pilates every, not every day, but you know, three times a week and it's a far walk and I walk past the Acropolis and I walk past all these ruins and I'm like, wow, I live in Athens. This is so cool. Like people, you know, read about Athens in, in history books and they dream of going there one day. And I, 
and I walk past the Acropolis every day and I meditate on a mountain and I look at the Acropolis and it's like, wow, this is my life. And am I lucky? No, I'm, I'm blessed, but I created it this way and I chose it. And so the more you choose the things that feel good, you know, and create a life that feels good and take care of yourself and feel your feelings and learn how to be in relationship with yourself and have an amazing support system around you, the easier it is to be in that energy of appreciation and the more your heart will naturally open. And then of course, you'll be in this frequency where you're, it's actually your energy. It's like an invitation yeah. and people will feel like, wow, that that person's actually home in their body. They won't know it, but like they can feel it energetically. So yeah, that that's why if you, and, and you have to get vulnerable to whether or not, you know, you're doing this, just acting like you're open, right. Or, or watching the stupid YouTube thing that says, you know, do these three things. There's a difference between the embodiment of something and you having actually healed versus just doing. And, and so many women are well-versed in doing, right? Like the great, greatest myth of all about finding a partner is you have to go on 500 dates, you know, and just hope for the best. Like it just, just kind of, I mean, Andrew goes to the gym every morning and he comes home and he's like, want to know the weirdest exercise I watched someone do today, <laughs> you know, like, like, okay, you're going to the gym, but if you're doing an ineffective, weird as fuck, exercise that doesn't do anything for your body. Like, it doesn't matter if you're going to the gym. Like that's the same, the same thing. Like watch out for, oh, I just need to change my behavior rather than what is happening inside of me. Am I confident? Do I love myself? Do I know how to feel connected to my own heart or Am I in my child self or saboteur waiting for someone else to open my heart and, and give me permission to exist and give me permission to be happy? You have to do that for yourself. And the last thing I wanted to say was, because I, I forgot about this until just now, it was many, many years ago in San Diego, and maybe I talked about this before, um, I was with a girlfriend and we were invited, essentially a men's weekend had happened. And the leader of that weekend had all like invited women to come to the bar on Sunday night when the men had finished. And it was about like greeting the men who had just spent this beautiful weekend in, in deep, you know, personal work and being able to connect. And I remember we walked in and we're standing at the bar and no one's talking to either of us. And I, and I remember just like sitting there, I'm like, Oh, what a bummer. Like I kind of, you know, oh, I wish people would come up to me. Right. Da, da, da. So we go into the bathroom and I just, I literally stand in the mirror. I don't even actually look at myself, but I close my eyes and I take five deep breaths and I move my shoulders like over and over down my back so that I can release the tension from my body. And I say to myself, I am approachable and I am open. I walked out of the bathroom and no joke, a guy came running up to me. I mean, like ran over to wow. talk to me. Um, I still remember his name was Josh and we and we talked for like the next two hours. Um, I, you know, I didn't live in San Diego, so I wasn't on like a mission to like meet a, meet a boyfriend, but I was practicing connecting with men and, and I were still Facebook friends <laughs> to this day. Like we ended up being connected for a while 
And I'll never forget that moment because I, in a matter of minutes, I went from no one's talking to me to, I mean, literally he pushed someone out of the way to like come talk to me when I walked out of the bathroom. And so it is that body awareness of yourself and your body language. And then most of all, what you're telling yourself over and over and over and intention that makes the, a world, world, world of a difference. And people, I mean, I, I've posted before, like, how'd you meet your person? And there's every possible scenario on the planet. People meet people in all kinds of ways, all of the time. But what the magic is, is when you first start talking to someone, you're not thinking about a future with them. Yes. Just being in the practice. And then you must know how to talk to men without having an agenda about whether or not it's going to become something. And maybe we need to do a whole other episode on that on like healing your relationship with men. But if you talk to men, always sizing them up on whether or not they can be a good partner for you, that's objectifying them. Yeah. And that is an episode in and of itself because I'm very passionate about that, that women need to get honest. Like if you don't know how to just be friends with men and appreciate men, dating's going to be really, really, really hard. Yes. Um, so being approachable is about you, your energy, you're allowed to initiate connection and it's not having an agenda. Yes. Yes. And when you have an agenda, you're in your head, not your body. I'm so glad you shared that story. Like the intentionality and just moving from your head to your body, your heroine lives in your body, your saboteur lives in your mind and your head. And so if you're focused on them, you're in your head, if you're focused on you, you're in your body and in the experience. And I mean, it's all about a hundred percent for every episode. Like, who are you being? That's it. It's energy frequency. Who are you? Who am I being? And not, not to get something, but who am I being? Like, am I here? Am I in this experience? So it's all freaking energy. Good episode. Love it. Uh, if you love this episode, share it with all the women in your life who you know want to be approached and asked out in IRL, in real life. <laughs> and then tell yeah. us your stories. Right? Yes, then, share. Then write to us after listening to yes. this episode and, and or post on the New Truth Movement Facebook group right? What then shifts for you after listening to this episode, because the more we hear that evidence of stories like that, the more we can believe that it's possible for us to. Yes. And if you're loving the podcast and feeling deeply impacted it by it, go write a review. I would love to see some reviews. We get so many messages, but I feel like we often forget to tell people to write reviews. So head on to iTunes or I think, I don't know where else. iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. Yeah. I write reviews on iTunes, um, just of how it's impacted your life and how, how you like it or love it or whatever. We really um, appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Love you so much. And we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.